they're just not confident just not confident it's the reason why even though i'm six two i i kind of i i hunch my head carriages forward uh it's just because i spent so much of my life closed here Mm. and uh it's just the way that like my spine developed and it was just because i i was i was not here i was not showing that superman logo at all for a really long time Mm -hmm. i very much i very much have that confidence these days not to say that the gremlin doesn't Mm-hmm. creep in or that little you know Maddie with the t-shirt <laughs> doesn't creep in and like I don't even know remember when like ringtones was like a huge thing it died fast. It died fast, and then it was all about the voicemails. It was like, how do you put on like a two thousands R and B song, and then it's like, hey, you've reached Samir, leave your name, your number, ring, ring, back, ring back tone. My mother had like, it was like I don't know, like Beethoven's Fifth. I was like, you need to get rid of this. That's an interesting one. Are we good, Poncho? We rolling? We're rolling. Maddie Maggiacomo. Did I pronounce the last name right? We say Maggiacomo, but that's Maggiacomo. not wrong. No, no, okay. Maggiacomo. Maggiacomo. Yeah. So Maddie Maggiacomo. You got it. Is that how you like to pronounce that's it? That's how I like to pronounce okay, it. Okay, I want to get it right. Yep. So Maddie Maggiacomo. Maggiacomo. You got it. Yeah, you said we. Who's we? My family. Oh, okay. I because there are fa- there is a Maggiacomo family in California. Mm. They say Maggiacomo. Yeah, see, I was looking up the It's a little bit more phonetic. I yeah, got that. so we say Magiacomo. The, the, the name James in Italian is Giacomo, so mm-hmm. it's, like, easier. And oh, they're, they're like, San Giacomo, De Giacomo, so we went Magiacomo. What part of Italy are you from? Avellino. Where is that? It's right outside. It's right on the other side of the volcano from, from Naples. Okay. So, uh, in the shadow of Vesu- Vesuvius. When was the last time you were in Italy? Uh, last summer. Okay. Sicily. Well, Ooh, I I didn't get to, I didn't go to Sicily. I've wanted to go. You must go. I have it's to go. It's wild. <laughs> I've heard. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's wild in the way that Na- Naples is wild. It's uh, and the people are wonderful. There's a lot of passion there. Yeah. Would you yeah. live there? Oh, in a second. Okay. It's a little too slow for me. Right. I, I've lived in New York City for 20 years. So it's that like, hustle I, mentality. I thrive on the hustle, and in Italy, I'm like, "Che cosa stai facendo? What the hell are you doing? Everything's so <laughs> fucking slow." <Yeah. laughs> and they're like, "Relax." Yeah, there's on. plenty allora, of time. Allora, are you hungry? Allora. <laughs> it's their favorite word. It's like, it's it, 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 you use it for everything. You're yeah. upset. Allora, reservation late for your reservation. Allora, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> do you do a lot of traveling? I love to travel. It's great, isn't it? I love to travel. Um, yeah, lately, I actually just finished a an apartment res- re- renovation, and uh, so the coffers are not as full. So, <laughs> and uh, I lost, you know, money and t- and and years of my life. But now the, reno- the renovation is over, and so now I look forward to traveling again soon. Why did you feel the need to renovate? I bought a I bought an apartment in a hundred year old building, so okay. it was a very very so much an old to, lady yeah. apartment that needed <laughs> a little bit of life and style, and yeah. yeah. I don't spend my money on clothes. I do spend my money on furniture, though. Furniture, okay. Furniture is clutch. You have the right furniture; it makes you feel better. Absolutely, yeah. I do you believe like putting in together it. furniture. I am not super handy, mm. so I hire people to yeah. do that, and I wish I wish I was more handy. 
Some people just love putting like IKEA furniture together and stuff like that. Sure. Not me. I don't like it. No, it's, I, it's, I hate putting like yeah. putting a bed Especially together, if you get taking something wrong apart. halfway through. Totally. And now you got to figure out where you went wrong. Yeah. That's the worst feeling. My father's like a, a is a is a guys guy and uh, like he, he owns guns. He he's a he's a, a referee and official for for women's basketball. Uh, he was my basketball coach when I was a kid. And he he liked to believe he was more handy than he was. So I'll never forget. <laughs> it was like one summer we had a deck off of our the back of our house, and uh, it dropped down a full full story, and uh, we had to <laughs> we had to redo the the staircase because the staircase was rotting. He's like, I can do this on my own. And then it was like, you walk up one step, it was fine. Second step, fine. As you got closer to the top, the steps got closer together. <laughs> like, they were dad, dad i don't think you did the math right here uh and so that i realized like ah yeah this handy jeans just not 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 in the family oh yeah. well <laughs> thanks dad are you and your dad close very yeah very he's a, he's one of the one of my one of the best people in my life uh, yeah my mom too my mom my mom's my number one obviously okay. every every mom's every boy i'm oh, the yeah. only boy sandwiched mm-hmm. in between two two women two, two girls sisters? okay mm-hmm. Are you so you're the middle child of three? Middle child. So okay. I don't have middle child syndrome because I'm the only. Is boy. that really a thing? That's how you game it. Well, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Jan Brady sy- syndrome is a thing if you got a, an older sister and a younger sister. Right. I think you fade into the middle. But thankfully, uh, I'm a sister of a different kind. <laughs> <laughs> so what makes you so close to your parents? I'm always fascinated by that because relationships with parents can be tenuous, especially as you get older. They can, because you, at some point in your life, in your adulthood, you realize that they're just people too with flaws and weird gimmicks and they make mistakes. Um, I got closer to my parents when I realized that they weren't these like this God and goddess. I still believe them to be God and goddess, but it's maybe more demigod at this point. You know, you're like, (laughs) oh, dad, you know dad has messed up and mom you know maybe you know isn't always you know thinking straight in the moment or you know and and seeing myself in them mm-hmm. it's helped me to inform um my choices and they they've always been so stalwart and supportive and i've thrown them curveballs mm. and that's the fact that they had that loyalty to me that's, uh, you know, they're just, again, my favorite people in the world. And they're together. They're still together, which is great. A lot of my friends, specifically my queer friends, um, the men, the you know, the homosexual men in my life, um, on the majority, lack a relationship with their father. Um, so unfortunate. Oh, it sucks. So unfortunate. Or don't, or, or, or lost their parents. Mm-hmm. So I... Um, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I realize how lucky I am, how blessed I am. Yeah. Any advice or anything, any lessons that you've learned from your father over the years that, you know, do you have kids? I don't, but I want them. You want kids. So when you have, uh, when you have a child, any particular lesson that stood out over time that you want to carry on? Play fair. Okay. My father... He's, he's the, the referee. Most, he's ex- <laughs> go figure, right? <laughs> go figure. Play fair. Yeah. Uh, my dad has some wise guy friends. Um, and being around guys like that, 
you're like, oh, he's different than them. Mm. And he's emotional. And he, and he, and he cries. Um, where he stood out. And he's a businessman who never tried to cheat, slight the people who he did business with. Uh, when that's a temptation that I think actually some of his contemporaries are like, yeah, we can, we can skirt this or we can break this law or we can get ahead by doing yeah. so-and-so. Um, and my dad never, never. And so, yeah, that's, and so that's how I do business. That's how I, you show up wholly. You, uh, you present yourself as you are, mm-hmm. you pay the full bill sometimes more yeah. and um and that that garners respect from other people i respect that yeah it's good to Being be a fair, nice i think it's such an important trait totally it's good i to think be a there's nice all guy. sorts of reasons why people like them. there's enough reasons going around for why somebody would want to bend the rules a little bit in their favor there's enough struggles and everything out there that if they can bend the rules in their favor they'll do it but for someone to stay true to that and say no i'm this is my character through and through i think is admirable I mean, that to me is what I would, like if someone says to me, how would you define a man? I'd say that's character was, would be the first thing. Yeah. So, you, no. no, no, go ahead. So how do you deal with, you deal with somebody who isn't as, let's say by the books, as you are, like, you know, you're doing business with somebody, you see them moving like a little shady and stuff like that, maybe not even fully, but how do you maneuver that and still keep that relationship going? If you keep that relationship going. Yeah, I mean, hey, we, you know, life is life, right? And yeah. and I think we we kind of uh, learn as we go along that people kind of come in and come out of your your life, and you know, they're different chapters, just like different relationships or chapters in your life. If you're lucky, you do have long, lifelong relationships. Um, as long as the people around me are connecting to my spirit and my authentic self, I lived a a, a long portion of my life right as as a as a queer person you don't you don't fully step into your full self until you are true about these details in your life so you know i wasn't out to my parents until sophomore year of college and there's a lot of step there's a a lot of catching up you kind of have to do i can imagine it's a long Um, time and so really the quality of my relationships um, and the good people, the ones that I, I, of course, that chose me, it's not like you, cho- the ones that chose me were the ones that I was able to obviously keep mm-hmm. in my life. Um, I didn't lose a lot of friends or, or many people um, when I came out, but I would say that my relationships got deeper when I was able to stop pretending um, and again, show up as my whole self, both in my career and, and my relationships. Well, there's a level of authenticity that happens when you just say, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. And that's where the real people in your life show their authenticity, For which sure. is why that rela- those relationships would get deeper, more totally. connected. One of the things I'm curious about is how, or talk to us about the journey for where you started and then sort of where you are today. Like what, what's the history there? Cool. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was a misfit of a kid. Always was the teacher's pet, so played by the rule. Like I would rather hang out with the 
teacher at recess than play football with the boys. I think I started to realize that as young as elementary school, I was teased for being gay as young as kindergarten. Mm -hmm. I didn't know I was gay. I didn't know I was gay until I was about 16 when I first kissed another man, boy, (laughs) as a boy. (laughs) That was fun. I thought it was weird. I thought I'd kissed girls before, but when you're like your stubble, (laughs) <laughs> There's more against, though, you're like, oh, it's like Velcro. This is. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, and then of course I, you know, I kind of had this, um, my father loved sports. He was star, star baseball player at a legacy high school that I went to, um, that my grandfather also went to. And, you know, he really wanted to be on the basketball team or be some kind of star of something. And, you know, I found myself in the drama club. <laughs> So it was like, all right, okay, so this is my place. And fitness was never really a, a big part of my life. I was a little bit more sedentary. I'd rather play video games. I think I probably wore out my N64 golden eye yeah. cartridge. <laughs> great system. A great system. Great game. Great game. The greatest game. Right. <laughs> Still remember the the levels, yeah. Uh, and uh and so um I or the start of the part where you take out the cartridge, you got to blow out <laughs> oh, the and put it back in. <laughs> so you didn't, it's like no odd jobs. Yeah. Uh, not allowed no to be odd job. job. No, <laughs> no odd job. How many friends I lost because we, we yeah. play against each other. <laughs> um, and so uh, I get to college and, and I, I, I knew, I knew that I was just going to come to New York city from, I, I was raised in Rhode Island, part of New England. And again, very small state, very small school where kind of everybody knows your business. I didn't, I just, when I went to NYU, the opposite of a small Roman Catholic Christian brother high school, I went, I went right down. I went to the polar opposite. I said, I'm going to go, I don't mind being a number and I'm going to go find myself in New York city. That's when I really just, I arrived in New York and I was, I was queer. I was looking for friends but I chose, um, I chose to, to, to start a fraternity. So I actually, I, I ended up adopting something that talk about, you know, masculinity and something that, you know, this, like the Greek system. And I set out on this journey to like create this chapter of the first gay fraternity in the United States, a, a, a chapter at at nyu was the first chapter at nyu um still exists which is pretty cool and i was able to find other gay men at the school that we were you know we were relating over something whether it be nonprofit or it wasn't drinking it like your animal house kind of thought right we were out raising money for you know uh, non like the ali forney center which helps the trans community we were just doing good um and we and i was meeting boys like not in the bars like or or, and there weren't even apps at that time i think they were mostly on the desktop uh or craigslist (laughs) meet me in the library (laughs) with no photo you never knew what would show up like oh oh god oh god oh god bad (laughs) abort um and so um so i found my queerness and then i would say i also found my power i i i fell in love with working out i was like oh Oh, I love. I like running. I like running. I like the. Ch- I like the change that's happening in my body now. For once, you know, it, now it took twenty years, and for once, I'm like, oh, I, lifting weights is cool. Oh wait, I I see an ab. Cool. Oh, oh, okay, a little more attention. So there's that aesthetic, that aesthetics, which I I went just for the aesthetics. Like, yeah, I want to attract like you know, 
hot guys. I want to be a hot guy. Um, but that aside, it was what was happening to me mentally mm-hmm. and the mental health benefits of just, you know, New York City, it's a tough city. Mm-hmm. Having that confidence about myself. Like I really got my head in a really good place at a time when I then came out to my my family. Yeah. And without that confidence that I, I kind of found within, I would never have embarked on this you know journey to start this gay fraternity my the first thing my mother said was why are you making yourself a target you're in the and, and i had to come out to them right. actually because um the new york post picked up a story about this journey from my school newspaper mm. and i knew my father i know my uncles they read the new york post all the time i was like Fuck. Yeah. they're gonna see this i better sit them down real quick and uh yeah it was a tough conversation but um were they receptive they were uh nervous my mom went into that full what moms do i need to protect my child yeah um you're 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 gonna be a target you're this isn't this is a phase this is it's all the things that you hear that's a uh, these are the as queer people the 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 war stories that we we always share they're the easiest way to relate similar to i don't mean to generalize gentlemen but like you know (laughs) sports sports is easy sports is like you know for gays it's drag race or coming out stories you know um you can always you can always relate over a coming out story so like that was that was the uh it was tough it was tough your parents have to your parents have to go through their own coming out and as a young kid you're like come on hurry the fuck up can i swear swear yeah (laughs) hurry the fuck up um but i did realize i need to give my my parents a little bit of grace yeah um and uh and they came around and it was it was good they were they were more concerned and you know they're concerned about other people and um you know yeah, like, come on, you guys, get o- get over, get over it. It's not yeah. like you know, I'm not. I didn't grow an extra head. Like, <laughs> no I, I offense to the community we're... out there, people with two heads. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's that seems to be the common, uh, the common story is like from a parent's perspective, it's just about giving them the time, because it's not something that was as prevalent or as uh, like it didn't happen as often in their generation. Right. So for them to, to encounter that with their child, it's kind of to your point, you know, your mother will go, my first instinct is to protect my child. And then it's, you know, all the other thoughts that just intrusive thoughts that come in. What, what is this person going to think? What is this person going to say? And then once they eventually settle and it's almost like anything else in life, once what you think is an issue settles in your brain, the anxiety steps away for a moment and you take it all in, you go, this is actually not the big bad thing I thought it was going to be. Mm. Like it's actually much smaller of a thing, so I mean, it it's great that you have that support because we've had conversations with people who haven't had that support. Back then, it was about representation, right? I think the only queer person that my mom knew was like maybe her hairdresser, and that wasn't the life that she envisioned for me, right. you know. And again, absolutely no shade to hairdressers out there. You can make millions of like Chris Appleton, I mean, millions, and hang out with J Lo all the time. Um, but there was no representation. So they had nothing to relate it to. Um, and if there were queer people in my family preceding me, they were in the closet. Yeah. And I, I think that's um, what we're tackling right now. Um, I think the conversation extends into Canada. Obviously, we're having it in America. Um, transgenderism is a trend. Mm-hmm. 
Gen Z, it's a big phase. I mean, they're saying 20% of Gen Z is queer. They're identifying as LGBT. And they think it's a trend. It's not a trend. It's just we never opened up the door wide enough. The question is, why are we so surprised? Or we need to be more surprised that our parents and grandparents lived in the closet and weren't living their truth right. and they ended their lives or they sacrificed so many people full that parts of themselves oh yeah the whole life living a lot and it's just like i can't imagine I couldn't imagine imagine if we had social media back then yeah what trans people always existed trans people always existed if you look close enough queer people always existed hmm. as many as there are now it's just they they were forced to live a life where they couldn't be there 100% authentic. And social media obviously plays a role in amplifying and, and showcasing a lot of that. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And platforms like Peloton, not to, you know, bring it to Peloton, but you know, I, I well, am, how'd you get started with Peloton? You know, I was, I was gigging hardcore. I've always been a hustler. I've been in New York city for 20 years. You have to be a hustler. I just, I, I, it was like, I am going to, I was always wanted to be on TV. So I wanted to be a reporter. I want to be a journalist. I realized that the, I mean, at one point, <laughs> at one point I was teaching boutique fitness at like a 5am class. Then I'd put on my suit and tie. I was a one man band reporter for local news out on Long Island in New Jersey. I'd go drive myself to my story. If I was good that day, I'd get that story in on time. And then change again and then i'd head to the restaurant that i was bartending at and then i would work from you know 10 p.m until one Oof. two um and i realized that was not sustainable i also didn't love the very low wage that i was making as a freelance reporter uh, it was like I, I mean i think i was in the red i i you know i did the my taxes at the end of the year and i i you know i had i owed nothing because it was like oh i was not i was like almost at the poverty line not to again i always had a safety net so i and i am blessed for that um if i you know at one point my father was like you come he's an insurance a very sexy sexy industry <laughs> it's like you can come work for me majacomo insurance is waiting for you if this gets to be too much i always i always am so thankful to my father for saying that because i really hit a wall I cried that day. He said, we're going to work this out. It's like, you're going to, you can go teach fitness on the weekends. Cause that's when you make the most money. Forget about the reporting. It's, you know, you're, you're, you're tired. You're not, you're not, you're, you're sick. Uh, and then come and just, you know, do admin work for me in Rhode Island. You run, you go back. I mean, I was like, Thank, dad, you're amazing. I'm going to try this fitness thing out. Like, and just go, let, let me do at that point is very much Jack of all trades, mas master of none. I'm going to try to do this. And I, I ended up, you know, teaching boutique fitness. And then I started to garner a following. And then I hear that Peloton is going to launch a tread program. So they started with the bike. We started with the mm -hmm. bike. And obviously, you know, you got people who love to cycle, but then you also have people who love to run. So they created this really freaking amazing tread, which I love to this day. I use daily. And, uh, yeah, they tapped me on the shoulder. They still made me audition. It, nothing was presented to me on a plate. They still made me audition. I auditioned for our head instructor, Robin. Uh, and if if you know her personality, she is she she is a tough cookie, and you need to impress her. I went in there, 
And I and I and I knew I slayed the audition. I was like, I slayed this. They still made me interview another like ten times with ten different people, and then they presented me with the contract and they said, "We want you to join the tread team." And that was it was my uh, one of my most proud moments in my entire career mm -hmm. because it was again we're talking pre pandemic. I still wasn't sure if like I still didn't really like know if it was gonna catch on. Mm. It was still, I was still explaining to people, okay, it's spelled P-E-L-O-T-O-N <laughs> and it's in your house and, you know, and it's well, a treadmill. It exploded during the pandemic. Totally. Yeah. It took off. Totally. The gyms were closed. Everybody started wondering how they could work out at home. Yeah. My, my DMs were blowing up. It was like, can you give me a bike? Can you give me a bike? Give me a bike? Give me a bike? It was like people from high school. Th those same guys that used to pick on me in high school. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. My wife wants a bike. I'm like, ah, fuck you. <laughs> Unread. <laughs> Do you, did you notice anything particularly in the fitness space change during the pandemic? Oh yeah, I mean, I, I think people like really adopted it like right. like crazy. Even people who had like never worked out before because everybody was going nuts. Like yeah. if you didn't have a if you didn't have a physical outlet, I mean, if you had a creative outlet, amazing. That was, I mean, I know people that were like, I, I mean, they wrote books and made music, and then there was the opposite. You had like, you know famous playwrights who were like, I wrote nothing. I was depressed. I couldn't get out of my own way. Fitness, same same deal. It was like. Okay, some people just sat on the couch and, you know, dug into that Ben and Jerry's over and over again. And uh, and then others were like, I'm in the best shape of my life because I have nothing to do but work out. And Peloton Peloton helped. Peloton really got the sweet spot right, right in the middle. I think hopefully we help people to avoid sitting and just watching yeah. that Tiger King over and over again with uh, <laughs> that'll forever just live in my brain as yeah. yeah Tiger Tiger King is triggering because it was like the beginning of the, the pandemic it is, uh, right? it was, yeah. everybody watched it and uh, and and then they they were able to continue to work out with us which was awesome we we, we pivoted we were fast on our feet so I had to, I got out of New York City I I went home again if, piece of humble pie at 35 years old i go back home to my childhood childhood home and adopt my parents as my roommates mm -hmm. and then peloton sets up a remote studio in their basement and i taught classes from their basement of which we were able to stream and broadcast on the on the plat on the platform i'm six two and the basement clearance is only about seven feet so my uncle who's a contractor and and the tread sits about a foot off the floor had to um build a fortified box like dome over my head so that when i was teaching classes on the treadmill my head would not hit the ceiling <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty funny it's actually very funny <laughs> so you're how often are you teaching the classes it's a full-time job um yeah so how do you get the motivation to continue on the days where you don't feel like doing it That's such a good question caffeine no um there there are some days i'll say because i'm again such a hustler that it's it's rare for me to be like i don't want to go to work i have mm -hmm. the best job i have one of the best jobs and coolest jobs in the world it's it is it is the coolest job in the world um way better than being a news reporter way better we way better than being even a television host because your 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 audience is is so captive right um they're seeking you out. They're seeking. They're seeking you out, and it's and it's unlike sitting and watching your favorite talk show host or your favorite athlete. They're active, 
mm-hmm. versus passive. Like, you, you know, you can turn around, you look at your, you can text your friend, you can go to the refrigerator. That's really passive. Like yeah. when, when somebody's taking my class, it's, it's active. So that's easy. That's easy. It's my own workouts that I'm like, oh man, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Cause we, I think across the board, I have 57 colleagues that do the same thing that I do different modalities from rowing to strength, yoga, meditation, cycling. Um, It's uh, just going the extra mile to be like, okay, I gotta, I gotta work out. I gotta work out myself. (laughs) I gotta work out myself. Do you work out outside of like, yeah, we all do. Every single one of us. How many classes would you do like a day? Um, I mean, they're, they're, they range in, uh, they range in duration. So I could go in and just teach two 20 minute classes. And again, uh, as you know, as, as godly as I look, believe it or not, I teach a lot of walking classes. Yeah. <laughs> You're uh, not breaking much of a sweat. <laughs> yeah. And those, you know, not unlike yourselves, that's about the gift of gab and mm-hmm. that's about giving them what they need and, and, and kind of anticipating what they're feeling that day. Um, I love pop culture so much. So like one of, uh, one of my weekly classes is I just call it a walk and talk. I just pick, I pick the, the, the weirdest fucking news you can find. And I am able to like give them the headlines and give them in my opinion, how I feel about Gwyneth Paltrow, ski gate, whether she's <laughs> Gwyneth or guilty and what she wore that day or what real housewives said, what to the other real housewives. So it's it's yeah. it's it's pretty it's pretty fun. It's like going for like the morning stroll, like you just and you're just talking with your yeah. friends. That's, it. That's yeah. it. That's it. Because we have a range of we have a obviously we have a range of members. When you're yeah. you know seven million strong, you have you have ultra marathoners, you have Olympians, Usain Bolt, and then you have my mom, sixty seven year old woman who lives in Rhode Island. You know, I didn't realize the community was that big. Oh, it's huge. Yeah, it's huge, and it and it doesn't fit one single bill, and. A lot of people have this misconception that you know it's it's only for affluent people, but it, it's an app for you know for for twelve bucks. I mean, it's mm-hmm. and and free and free for you know for at, at, at first. So, I mean, it's really it's really becomes a, a partner and in your life. And I mean, I take ten minute abs class every day, and so I'm like I'm like it's like a hair club for men. I'm like I'm also a member, <laughs> totally a member. <laughs> Is there? Is there a lesson that if you could go back in time and talk to younger Maddie that you'd give him? I love this question. That's I'm always a, fascinated. That's a RuPaul by question, answers. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say to you? Um, We spend so much of our lives worrying about things that never happen. Mm-hmm. And when you are a hustler, you're obviously motivated by like, oh, let's catastrophize here. What, whatever can go wrong, Murphy's Law will go wrong. So like, let's just make sure we got, I was gonna say finger in every hole, but we're not gonna take it, (laughs) but just make sure we got it. (laughs) And so, yeah, I spend, I, I think, especially up to this point, I worried I worried a lot and I, where I sit right now and I'm fully, we can get as woo woo as you want. I have a, an energy coach. Um, I don't have crystals or whatever, but, um, 
I believe in energy. I believe in being in alignment. Um, I, yeah, I mean, there was a portion of my life I was just like partying and staying out late and, and I couldn't have been further from where I am today as far as alignment goes. You know, it's like whatever you're doing is cl clouding your judgment um, to, to sit here and be like, oh yeah, like I have the confidence. I got, I got this. I got this. Um, it's it's really nice to 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 be at that spot. So if I if my little little Maddie with you know that used to wear a t shirt to jump in the pool, um, if he knew that like listen you're gonna get to a place where you're gonna stand in your power, you're gonna be in alignment, you're gonna have really strong relationships, you're gonna somehow end up being a role model. Um, just stop worrying it's gonna happen so I, I i i love that and you're gonna sit here and you're gonna talk to these handsome men wearing nail polish i'm wearing nail polish not you guys but <laughs> <laughs> i'm curious you said uh little maddie who wore a t-shirt to jump in the pool why oh uh, oh so, so they're just not confident just not confident it's the reason why even though i'm six two i i kind of i i hunch I'm my head carriages forward uh it's just because i spent so much of my life closed here hmm and uh it's just the way that like my spine developed and it was just because i i was i was not here i was not showing that superman logo at all for a really long time mm -hmm. i very much i very much have that confidence these days not to say that the gremlin doesn't mm -hmm. creep in or that little you know maddie with the t-shirt doesn't creep in and how like you, hey you how do you balance the two um because on your worst days little maddie comes right back. always yeah. that it's that's the sneakiest that's that's the sneakiest part that that little that little voice the minute that you're not paying attention comes that's they come in and it's like it's it's full sabotage like oh man you just gotta say shut the fuck up that's you don't you 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 don't own me uh that's not that's not me anymore that that side of me that gremlin um you don't feed it you don't give it water after midnight or whatever the rule was but <laughs> It's it's hard because sometimes those voices can can take over, like especially when things start to go south on you, and it just starts feeding on itself. It becomes a loop of like, see, told you you couldn't do it. Oh, this is why you're not good enough. Well, look at what that person is doing. Do you ever find yourself comparing to other instructors, other people in your industry, and and constantly sizing yourself up against that? We're a professional sports team. I mean, we're That's managed like looking. we're managed like one. Yeah, we're managed like one. The beauty is we are all different, and we all have our different strengths. Again, that's also a professional sports team. Everybody has their role, their position. Um, and it is. It took me a. It took me a while, and there are reminders that I have to play through my head. That you know, listen. Again, you're one of. 58 that have this really amazing job it's the it's the peak of the fitness pyramid um and like you're doing you're doing great you're doing great you're doing great and you're different and you're different you're different i can tell you i'm the only instructor that has showed up and taught class in full drag with a breast eight pound breastplate on and a three hundred dollar <laughs> wig so i know that i i'm different um but yeah and if there's a life lesson about 
you just can't you just really need to it's hard it's hard it's easier said than done to not compare yourself to other people mm-hmm. especially as a as a if we're going to tell you as, as a gentleman as a, it's really it's really hard because you always think everybody else has the better life has more money has the better partner has the bigger house has the nicer car mm. um but you and i you guys know that that's never that's never that's the truth. You can't. Goal. You can't look at what. No. You cannot look at the digital blue fo- yeah. footprint and be like, "Oh, that's better." You don't. You don't know what's going on inside. Yeah. Like, how did you work on? I guess going from like having the more confidence. Is there anything like specific you did, or just over time becoming into yourself? Mm-hmm. Uh, surrounding myself with with people that were good for me. Mm-hmm. Um, stepping back from again i was also a nightlife kid stepping back a little bit from and i have huge respect for people that have you know careers in nightlife and whatever stepping back from that a little bit um and truly like a little bit more more into the into the light Mm -hmm. because i knew what that what my why is um and i knew i wanted to make a change and i knew like you know maybe throwing the best party in new york city wasn't necessarily what my why was and it is some people's why and 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 those parties are fierce and fun (laughs) (laughs) and I want to be invited to those parties. Um, but, uh, my spirit, my spirit was always, was always, um, just to make, make people happy, make people that are like I was as a kid be inspired. I mean, I think the most, the most, um, the most i know i help to change people physically mentally i love when people come up to me and say oh my god you know your your running classes or your core classes your strength classes they help me lose 20 pounds or hit a new speed um but when somebody says you inspired me to reflect and look inside myself and be me or the parent of a queer child, um, and this is real, like approach me and say, I mean, this happens often, sometimes weekly. You, by taking your classes, you gave me the vocabulary to be able to relate to my child, and I was able to open up that closet door, crack that closet door open so my child felt safe to come out of the closet. Mm. And I know about trans issues, and I know that there's an uh, there's an assault right now, and I know that things are not as all hunky dory as they sound because you're talking about it and you're posting mm-hmm. about it, and you're you know it's it, it is I mean it is rainbows, but it's not all rainbows yeah. and but and butterflies all the time, um, especially right now. It's kind of weird. Um, I'm really I'm really in my brain about it. Like tomorrow's Trans Day of Visibility, and. Um, there's an all-out assault on the transgender community right now, and I'm not transgender, but I have friends that are transgender, and I like to say that they need to be eradicated. I mean, in the U.S., a politician got up there. No, he wasn't a politician. He was a he was a media personality. Mm-hmm. Eradicate transgenderism? What the fuck? Those what? are really harsh words. Oh my yeah. god, that's yeah. Nazi Germany. That's yeah. not that's not the world we live in anymore. I don't think that kind of terminology should be used in any setting, regardless of, yeah, of, of your a human. Yeah, yeah. You're like an eradicate a human being. It's just it, yeah, it's a very weird place to. It's a really ugly. It's a really ugly place. So how do you stay inspired when there is that kind of negativity mm. around you? The people around the people around me. 
the people okay. around me. My, my again, my mom and my dad. Again, family is again. I'm a good Italian boy. Family, <laughs> family, food. I I'm a I'm a theater kid. I go. I I live in New York City because I can go see. I can go see the best performers in the world live on stage any night of the week and I do I spend half my paycheck on, on Broadway shows I love Broadway and I love I love my Beltrises my divas I like the, like I oh my god um, drag I love drag I think drag is so fun I'm inspired by drag I think it's cool and it's so left of center and, and I love that they're mad about it I love it let them be mad about it you know what really really and I love that I'm 6'2 and I mean, I don't know if I, I think, I think I, I think I'm pretty much an archetype of like, yeah, that's, that, that's a, that's a man. That's, that looks like a man. It talks like a man. It's not, and I'm, you know, and I have embraced, I have tattoos here. I don't know if you can see them. I have, these are two men. They're like, and again, these are, this is a play on like traditional sailor pinups, right? Mm -hmm. The sailor girls. Mm -hmm. And except they're, they're both men. Right. And this is strength. This is Forza. And then this is, and actually he's, he's supposed to kind of be like his jaw line and skull shape is like Marlon Brando. And this is Belletza. This is beauty. And there's a relationship between the two of them. He's kind of looking back at this guy. And these are like the two sides of me, the more masculine side of me and the more feminine side of me. Mm -hmm. And again, it took me until, you know, 30, let's say I'm 37. I got these maybe four or five years ago, like 32 to be like, oh, I'm, I'm embracing this, this part of me. Um, I could talk about masculinity and like with you guys and what, what new, what, what our, our new approach to what being a man is all day, all day long until I was blue in the face. What would, how do you define modern masculinity? I mean, thank God, thank God it's gotten to a point where one of you posted EQ over IQ. I Who did. posted? Yeah. I loved that. Thank you. I love that so much. Um, I think this is, a, this is something that my my dad has learned, right? I said he's 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 sensitive and he cries. He's not always vulnerable. My dad hasn't cracked being vulnerable. My mom actually, my mom's a lioness, so sometimes she's not vulnerable. And, and I, I I again talking about them being demigod. They're they're people. I, I've gotten to a point where I was like, ooh, I know how to get my parents to be vulnerable. True masculinity is like you are a fully formed human being that doesn't prescribe to. You know this McCarthyism of this is my role as the fight. Like you, I mean, we are long past the man has to be the breadwinner, isn't the primary child. You know, um, you know, person who's giving the ch child care. Hell no. Mm -hmm. um, so why do you think men, a lot of younger men per se, lean into characters like the Andrew Tates? Mm. It's a. It's. It's a really myopic kind of it's it's a it's a grab for the past it's um there's a block there's a block there there's a block there um certainly certainly not gonna establish strong relationships with that with that type of because there's a super there's a superiority just innately mm -hmm. and that's again we're all we're all human. Like yeah. we're all this. We're all the same. Nobody, nobody's anointed by by anything. I don't necessarily. I mean, I was raised Catholic. I don't. I don't necessarily 
I'm spiritual and I believe in the universe. There's a, you know, I thought Jesus was a great guy, like ama amazing, like everything that he did and he did it and he stood for. I, I don't know, I'm not sure if he walked on water, maybe he did, I'm not sure. But nobody anointed one group of people. So we feel that way, of course, about religions, but we also, nobody anointed the, the, sec, the sexes. Those are all, those are all made, those are made up stories by, written by men. Yeah, and we uh, a lot of men tend to struggle though with this concept of, you know, you you're not the bread. You can't be. Let me rephrase. You don't have to be the the breadwinner, the stoic, silent type that doesn't show vulnerability, doesn't show emotion. That's a generational thing. That's a societal thing. That's a cultural thing. There's a lot of that that still happens for a lot of men waiting to break out of that. Right. Mm -hmm. How do you encourage, how do we encourage more men to open up in that way? Because my belief is that you can still be a strong, powerful, confident man and still express vulnerability. That doesn't make you any smaller, any weaker, or any less of a man. It's the reason I live in New York City, I think. Mm. I think you're better if you know different people. Mm. And I think the men who are following the Andrew Tates of the world, they just think they're in this one singular club and they're not open to these other, these other viewpoints. So my, my advice is get out there and meet people who are a different color than you, who believe in a different God than you, who sleep with a different sex than you, because I say this about queer people and about trans people to know them is to love them. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, if I know what makes you tick and it's just people, you know, they, they, they want to put up the walls because also I think like there's like, it's, it's like the, like how, this conversation we have about pronouns, like, man, it's not that hard, like figure it out. Come on. It's just, uh, you, you acknowledge and respectfully, make sure that that you are referring to somebody the way that they want to be referred to mm -hmm. it's not that hard it's empathy right it's empathy and i think um if they were just hoping they open their brains a little bit come on guys like i always say that about the the pronouns i'm like y'all we got this we're smarter than this we can figure this out what it's just it's because like it's just so much easier to just be like no and, and that's what they're doing right? and that's what they're, like, no, that's like, what they're doing want, no like, no no, no, like I don't care. No, 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 I'm just gonna no, and that's it's so much easier to do that. So I think that's why the the problem is, as you're saying, like to open up. It's just because it's it does take a little bit of time, mm -hmm. and you have to, and you have to go against. You might have to go against what you already believe in, right? For a lot of guys, for a long time, they yeah. thought that, and way. it's and, and their circle thinks that way, and they would be going against the norm in in their circle, yeah. Mm -hmm. And that that's a that's a challenge. That's a hard thing to do. I mean, like you've talked about your your coming out story and how you had to break that norm within your circle of influence and the people in your life. I, you know, I can imagine, like I can think back to a time when I would more, I'd be more inclined to fight for one of my boys at a club than I would be to like express that I'm feeling anxious or vulnerable or anything like that. Mm. And to break that stigma, you're doing that, you're putting yourself out there. It's a risk. And there's a fear of you do that and then all of a sudden, you know, you're ostracized, you're cast to the side, you're no longer one of the guys type of thing. I hate that. I hate, I hate that. I hate the, I hate the make men men again thing. I hate it. 
It's mm-hmm. so it's so. I'm, I don't know if that that was that's an American thing or whatever. I think but, so. I don't. Th- I haven't heard that. Oh, you haven't. Oh, well, good yeah. for you. Probably, it'll, it'll come here. Good for you. It'll come here. <laughs> it'll some <laughs> or some slightly yeah. delayed. <laughs> yeah, somebody wanting to grab the microphone will say, "Make men men again." Okay. You're like, really? <laughs> and you know, and then they target they target individuals like Sam Smith. They target mm-hmm. Harry Styles. You know, people like that. I mean, those are those are famous people. So imagine the people that aren't aren't famous. That's yeah. really that really sucks for them. And. um Again, that's why I think I started this, you know, meeting you guys. I am, I am, in, I pay huge respect for just the, the, the topicality, you know, what you've chosen to make this entire show about is very, very cool. It's like, it, I'm going to move to Canada. This is my first time here. How long are you here for? Of, until tomorrow morning. So, oh, so oh, in and out. Yeah, yeah, in and out. It's not enough time. What do you think of Toronto? I love it. Yeah. I love it. It's clean. Everybody. It's it's true. I mean, like, I was in an Uber, and the Uber driver kind of like like rolled rolled. Well, talking. Oh yeah, definitely talking. Like, kind of rolled. Like, di- like stopped short, and like he couldn't have been more apologetic. In New York City, you would have your head would have hit the dashboard, and they were like, "Fine, just, just keep going." <laughs> like, Man, my <laughs> my nose is broken. Yeah. That's, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So you're here. And you're you're doing the rounds with Peloton. Mm-hmm. What do you got going on with Peloton outside of like the the classes? Yeah, it's 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 finally because of you know that thing called the pandemic. You know, there was such a there was such a a, a block of this human to human con mm-hmm. contact, and you know we we we're young in the Canadian market, so I haven't really met a lot of the members up here. So it was last night we had a kind of a meet and greet meet some of these people that again I've I've know virtually I know their stories both on Instagram and you know they comment and we DM and whatever there's a lot of that like people I got a question last night like oh is that a, an assistant of yours is yeah my non-existent assistant is yeah um no that's me that's me answering you and 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 you know giving you heart emojis and telling you to keep <laughs> going um so yes yeah, so like kind of breaking out that 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 wall because they just want to, they really just want to be seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's my favorite part. I'm a people person. So like, I love that most of my job is virtual and I get to be in front of the camera. I, I would say, you know, I get to be in a room like this, a, a padded room and talk to myself. Um, <laughs> great. Right. Um, and that was really even more fun during the pandemic. Like, great. Okay. All right. Is anybody alive out there? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so we're doing, we're doing that. I'm, I'm really gearing up for my Christmas is, is, is June is pride month. So I'm like, I'm, we're talking, as you can tell, I, I love to talk about queer issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're kind of getting ready, getting ready for that. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's just giving hugs and telling people to keep going and to, you know just letting them know that they're really important to us it's kind of validating i'd imagine meeting the people that have been supporting you from a distance totally. and then to see them meet them and and hear those stories live i think yeah. is it's, it's got to be an really incredible great. feeling it's so cool again yeah. i still pinch myself just the coolest just the coolest job yeah. it's just the coolest job and the stories that i hear are just wonderful and um and and it's that's fun. It's fun. It hasn't stopped being fun. I'll stop. I'll stop. If it stops being fun, I'll be like, okay, it's time. Yeah. It's time to, to, to hand the baton over to somebody else. But what would you do time. otherwise? Like, do you have other aspirations? Yeah. I mean, again, I, 
my uh, personal journey right now, actually, I, I have a partner that we've been together for for three years. Just finished the renovation. I'm again. I'm a very. I, I'm and kind still of together. A, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, still together after the renovation. I begged him. I said, I don't think I want to do this. I want to. I just let's buy something new. It'll be great. Uh, and then we fell in love with this apartment, and it's it's really something. Um, and um, so we're still together. And yeah, and we want to build a family, which is awesome. Um, and and I'm I'm writing a book with my mother. I nice. asked about Italian roots or whatever, and it's um, it's a story. It's a story about family, it's based on inspired by true events, fictionalized because it's it's based in during the Great Depression, nineteen thirty three, mm-hmm. and um, and it's uh, yeah, I'm gonna write this thing and and turn it into a Netflix series or a movie. So I, I and you know what, you talk about confidence. I've never been able to actually say that out loud to journalists to media personalities and 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 be confident that it was going to be something that was going to come to fruition um and i can sit in my stand in my power today and say yeah 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 like this is this is going to happen it's mm. it's going to happen Man, i don't know if it's going to be any good but it's going to happen <laughs> yeah. it's, it will have a heart it will have a front yeah. cover and it will have a bad a back cover <laughs> <laughs> oh that's <laughs> awesome and it'll be completed and just, it'll like, be completed know, it's, nice, it's nice like when you say something and then like it happens and it's just like man like i saw this like you know like i, I saw this coming it's happened multiple multiple times in my life so when that happens do you feel as joyous about it yeah yeah that's happened to me a few times i'm just like i'm not i'm just like because i knew it. it was like one of those things it's like if i know it's gonna happen matter of fact yeah it's just like, i was right okay now keep moving opposed to mm. i feel like I guess enjoying that moment because i'm like it's like for me it's like the ones that I don't expect I'm always just like oh because he didn't didn't see it coming but like when the ones I know I'm just like okay cool thanks let's keep it moving you're very you're very matter of fact about it that's great yeah no I'm, I'm like <laughs> celebrate <laughs> we did this tell everybody uh, yeah it's wild it's wild I mean I, I yeah. totally believe it. you know it's like oh it's a woo woo uh, manifest you have to manifest celebrate your wins and have to manifest yeah totally I never thought I never believed in like oh it, you know a vision board whatever. no I'm I'm, a, I'm full in on the vision board I'm full in on on you know if if you can dream it you know, you can do it. Jeez, I mean, that was probably on like in like in third grade. There's probably a poster on the classroom wall. If you can dream it, you can do it. It's true. It's not. It's not too far off. You do get to a point where you're like, oh, okay. And it helps if I mean, it's not just gonna happen for you. It helps if you're a hustler. Mm-hmm. My 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 partner is is great. He's uh, he's he's a uh, professional Pokemon player. Um, <laughs> <laughs> highly ranked, and uh, and and he 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 he's my number one hype man he's like you are you are a hustler i was like i know i i don't like to i don't like to sit still and i and everything everything that i've dreamed as a again little wet t-shirt maddie (laughs) has has, it's all come true so like i don't why why would it why would it change now yeah absolutely and it's always so so good when you have someone supporting you like that isn't that great yeah that's love that's love that's love that's love that's love again oh, yeah. like i've got great sisters i've got a great mom and dad grandparents i still have my grandparents 90 93 and 91 and wow. my grandfather like knows how peloton works he's like yeah on the leaderboard you got five people in this dude how many people you have on the leaderboard today i'm like pretty <laughs> awesome he's got more hair than me which is really funny wow i'm like yeah 93 i'm like man <laughs> the grams. thing is <laughs> you get older 
it's the nose and the ears that keep growing. So I'm like, oh man, my nose is gonna be so big. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie, thank you so much. You guys are you guys are a class act. I, I no, enjoyed I every that. minute. Thank you for thank coming you. through. I know how busy you are. Thank you for sharing your time with us. Thank you for sharing your story with us. It's uh, you don't you know a lot of people don't have to, and you you decided to come through and have this conversation with us and talk about things that matter to you and. You trusted us with your stories, and that we're always grateful when when that happens. So thank you. We wish you the best of luck in everything you're doing. Okay. We'll do we'll do an, we'll do another one. We'll come down and we'll all be on pelotons. And Please, we'll, we'll, have, we'll, have, we'll have, have one. A, in I'm the gonna kick. I won't be nice. You know, <laughs> kick your ass. We'll, we'll have an interview on on it on a peloton. On totally. a peloton. That'll be cool. That's just, I, I'm uh, listen. That's yeah, how that's how we do our audio. Yeah. That's how we do our audio run. So yeah, I'm on a treadmill and I'm doing the same thing. So like yeah. I'm I'm used to. We'll see if you guys can can keep up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the walking one. Absolutely. One hundred percent. One hundred walking. I'm ready. Let's go right now. Maddie, thank yeah, you so much. Thank, thank you. you. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. Poncho, thank you for helping us out. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, thanks so much.